0: Hey, welcome back to the Intuitive Mindset with Jeannie Lynch. Brand new series in 2020 called Spiritual Stories Worth Sharing. And today you're going to be hearing an interview I did with Tanya Walker-Darrell. And she's going to share how there is no such thing as an accident. (laughs) You'll find out more about how an accident that she had happened in her life truly did change and began a new beginning for her. We're also going to be sharing, you know, how to take a grief trigger and turn it into a blessing, and then the beautiful conversation around soul groups. What does that mean? What is a soul group? It's those beautiful people who come in and out of your life at specific times for certain reasons. Wondering what that is? You guessed it. Stay listening. That beautiful interview is coming up next. Hey, Jeannie Lynch coming to you today. So excited to start my new series for 2020, hard to believe, spiritual stories worth sharing. And the first woman out of the gate is a very deep connection to me and to my past, to my grief and to my friendship. And well, I guess the I'll open up this part of this series by telling you it really does approach a very important topic as we start the new year and it's soul groups hmm have you ever heard that do you wonder what that is it truly is those people who come in and out of your life they're woven in at incredible times for important reasons now you've heard many times right that sometimes people come in for seasons and you pass them and that everyone matters we know that but a soul family is really who you traveled here with either in spirit or not but they are woven so deeply in your life because you've asked them to be they're part of your soul family soul group you're learning together and you're experiencing together so do you have those people in your life play close attention they will disappear and then come back in you'll end up working with them and then live a block away from them okay that is this person Tanya Daryl Walker. You're about to meet her. She's coming on to share her beautiful story and we're going to share our connection, our interwoven experience. She is um, an empath. She's claircognitive, cognitive which means she has and knows her information from a sense of knowing. She cares deeply for the people she works with and she helped me shift something in my life that had to do with my grief and turns out it was her awakening wondering what that is? You guessed it. You're going to have to stay watching that beautiful interview. You're going to meet her. I'm going to share her story with you. And it truly is a spiritual story we're sharing. So stay watching. That's coming up next as we start a brand new series for 2020. Thanks again for being part of my community. Let's do this. Tanya, I'm so excited you're here today and so excited that you get to be the first person that I'm interviewing for this beautiful series. So whether you're listening to this on podcast, The Intuitive Mindset, or following this on YouTube, I truly do appreciate the audience, but more importantly, your time today. And we're going to open up this series, Spiritual Stories Worth Sharing, with you and I. And as I said in the intro, I was talking about soul groups and this weaving and how you and I come Mm -hmm. together. And I'm sure as this interview goes through today, we'll be able to share a lot more of those, as you call them, touch points. But I want our audience to know kind of what they're walking into. So I'm just going to set it up a little bit and that way we can get into some more of the details as I take you through my questions. Does that sound good? That sounds great. And you'll get a great opportunity to really say who you are, too, and what your mission is. So the backdrop story of why I'm interested in having you today is that you and I have so much in common. We talked about our soul group, but we also have this uncommon in common. So I know that sounds Mm -hmm. a little weird, but our backdrop story is that we both had tragedy on the same road. We both experienced an accident that changed our lives. But mm-hmm. for different reasons. And so we're going to talk about that today. What ended up being the end in the beginning for me was also the end in the beginning for you. So we're going to share, just got a buzz saying that, what that commonality is and why we felt that this was such a beautiful story worth sharing. So, with that in mind, I'm going to hand the mic over to you and ask you to kind of briefly tell our listeners or our watchers, what was going on in your life and what was the incident that really truly did? Is this story worth sharing? If you could let us know.
1: Sure. Well, thanks, Jeannie, for having me. I'm really excited to have the intention of the new year of 2020 being, you know, soul groups and soul purposes and how we are connected and we weave in and weave out. So I appreciate uh, the conversation we're about to have. Yeah. So um, just to set the stage, 2008, the summer. Um, you know, we were set to bring my son to his soccer game for seven o'clock. We had a Jeep CJ7. It was my husband's pride and joy growing up. He had it for the summer. We would do little trips. But this evening, you know, turned out differently. And it started with me. Buckling my children in the back seat, their five-point harnesses, which I will really stress with, you know, I'm buckling them in. And then I get this feeling and the sense of check, double-check, triple-check as I'm buckling them in. And it kept repeating, repeating, repeating. So I just listened, acknowledged, and followed through. And as, you know, I did the triple-check, I walked away to get on my side. And I'm like, what does this mean? I don't understand. But I listened. So then I get in my side, and because the Jeep was older, it was just laptop for my husband and I. So we're traveling down the road. We have somebody that's tailgating us, you know, really getting close in the back, you know, and it made us uncomfortable. We get on the spark, and we're on the on ramp, and we're about to merge, and she just keeps going back and forth, back and forth to the back end. And then right before you merge on to, sir she decides to cut over to our left and then sharply cut in front of us and then got slam it. on the brakes got it the next thing i know is i feel our brakes go and then i sense we're going to tip and that's the last thing i remember okay i totally went black and this is where the change happened yeah. where i felt i was just brought into this dark space there was no light, couldn't tell you if it was a tunnel, but I sensed things around me, compassion, love, it's gonna be okay. I kept hearing and I felt in limbo. But again, I don't know how long I was out, what what the case is or where what this place was at the time, but all of a sudden I heard,
0: get the kid. Yeah. Stop there for a second, because I know we were talking offline about this too, about that moment, you know, have had those near-death experiences, you know, nine eleven. you hear this quite often too, that, you mm-hmm. know, does God, is it shock, is it trauma, is it our body's way of protecting? I mean, I think you and I, when we were talking on the phone about doing this interview, we both acknowledged that. We're not sure what it is, but we're just, for the grace of God, we're grateful that it's there because you were spared that impact, you were spared that time, or whether your brain was saving you or whether there was an angel involved and you not knowing, just acknowledgement that 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 experience happened and you were like you said in that limbo so i'm glad that mm-hmm. you didn't see like fire and brimstone around you that makes me happy so keep keep going it's such a beautiful point to make though so keep going right
1: so then um, i hear my husband saying get the kid and i'm thinking he's talking to me so all of a sudden like i go like this and i open my eyes and i'm hanging upside down and i'm trying to get my bearings like What just happened? And I hear, again, get the kids, get the kids. So instinctually, mother mode kicks in. I unbuckle myself, I brace myself because I'm upside down so I don't hit the pavement. I try to get up and I get up, but I can't function. Mm. The world is spinning. Like, this is where I think part of my lesson is control. I can't control everything. And this was like, I can't physically get to my kids. But I keep hearing, "Get the kids, get the kids," and I'm thinking my husband's yelling at me to get the kid. Yeah. But come to find out, it was the crowd that was around. He was telling them to get the kid because you just don't know. You know, so is the are gas
0: tanking. Two, three minutes. Are we talking twenty minutes later? I mean, if you had to kind of guess, are we talking within five minutes? This has all happened to you.
1: I wanna say it probably I was probably out for thirty seconds to a minute. Again, I can't time it, but it was enough to give me that sense that I was so calm. Yeah, that's amazing. In this black, dark area that I was okay. So So they have got the kids out. I sat on the side of the road, calm as a cucumber, which you would think after you know, trauma like that you wouldn't be. But I was just in a surreal space. So I had my daughter who was two and a half. Just sitting on me. Please get her diaper bag. You know, mom, mom, fully kick kicking in, but not like frantic mom mode. It was everything's okay. That one's breathing. You know, Brandon had a little nick on his shin. Sydney had
0: nothing. I'm going to show I, a. I'm going to show a picture. I'm going to let us kind of escape for a second. I'm going to show a picture mm-hmm. of the actual jeep after the accident, just to give people a sense of. What mm-hmm. you're saying is truly a miracle, right? So we'll let that beautiful slide come up on the screen right now. And then keep talking. Your kids were okay?
1: My kids were okay. Um, Brandon had one little nick on his shin. My husband, you know, was banged up, um, you know, knocked his head, but okay. Um, never heard the sirens. I had, you know, multiple departments, fire departments, ambulances, you know, EMTs coming to the scene. Traffic was backed up for hours, you know, as they tended to us. And um, I remember my husband in another ambulance in the EMT saying, as long as you don't hear siren, it means she's not in a critical condition. And then off to the hospital we went. you know, you're there forever because it's ER. They get you right in, but then you're, you know, they they take care of you. And and 3 a.m., we were finally discharged. And it was the weirdest feeling coming home at 3 a.m. in the dark, and it was raining. And it was almost a rediscovery, like I was a newborn mm. experiencing rain for the first time. I, you know, did my father's window, I rolled it down. Put my hand out, it never felt that way before. The smell was amplified to the 100th degree of just fresh rain. And it was like my whole heart was open to something happened. I just don't know what it is yet.
0: Give it a name. Is it gratitude? Are you feeling relief? Are you feeling surreal? How would you define the feeling attached to that feeling? You kind of mentioned reborn, but in a sense that everything felt heightened. Would that be a good word? It was
1: definitely heightened. I was more aware of my surroundings and how I was responding to them. Because I think in today's world, we're constantly busy doing multiple things that we don't notice around us. Even the most simplest thing, like a rain fall. So I was more aware of I'm here now, present, what is happening? This is different.
0: Oh, I love that. What I love about Mm -hmm. that too, is here you are experiencing fight or flight freeze. They call fight, flight, freeze, right? Mm -hmm. This moment where you're taken out of your body, spared as Mm we mentioned. And yet when you're back in your body coming home, realizing how grateful you were, what you felt was completely present. There's the word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What a gift, right? What a real gift. So just to set this up, we keep talking about the Cirque, you know, and I know what the Cirque is because I was brought up in Vermont with you and the Cirque is this little tiny road. And there's other people that are connected to me. Um, My friend Yvonne, right? Her daughter died a a block away, same kind of Cirque highway. And Mm -hmm. this accident happened on the Cirque. So which is where my daughter had passed. So I know, get to the point where we where, where, where it was a connection between you and I and why we're interested in sharing this story today. My story about the Cirque is this is a road that I don't travel anymore, so, or didn't travel anymore at this time when this was happening to you because my daughter's cross is on that road. It brought me a lot of pain mm-hmm. and why would I wanna go by her cross and see where she died? So I would go the long way course Michael lived right off the Cirque by the way I would go the long way to yep. get anywhere and so get to this place where you you waited a little while to reach out to me so take us there and I know we're going to get into more about how this has changed your life but just so that so people can understand what this road is all about
1: right so I want to back it up just a little bit to show how we're interwoven a little bit with actually Isla and how, you know, the experiences I had with you and her are threefold with vehicles involved. One was definitely where I had to drive you somewhere, something happened to your car and you needed a ride. And as a teenager, I think it was 18 or 19, this was precious cargo. I was making sure you had the car seat in, that was just right. I could see her from the rearview mirror. Like I knew, even though it was like less than five miles, I needed to get to the destination safely. Yeah. This is this is a child. I think it was just motherly instincts of a child that's not physically mine. Yeah. Responsibility, right? Responsibility. So then the other one is Isla. The day of her accident, mm. I was at work that morning, and you hear about traffic, you know, delays and everything. And they announced that there was a major accident on the Cirque and it hit my gut. I knew instantly this was somebody I knew. And I felt like this was going to be a tough one, not knowing, you know, it wasn't until that night. And I was like, oh my, yeah, I'm getting chills too. Yeah, me too, covered. So the third one, which relates to my accident is I felt I was the precious cargo Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in that because the responder, the 911 responders were expecting dead on arrival because of the calls that they were getting in. And I truly believe, and we can go into my injuries afterwards, that it could easily happened and it would have been myself. But through that dark period, I felt protected as cargo, precious cargo that needed to figure out what do I do? What is my will?
0: Well, I tell you, you sharing that with me, I know you had sent me a note um, and you waited a little while because you were Mm -hmm. not sure how I would respond to it. But that note, I still have the note. I might have mm-hmm. to find the note for this video. Um, you sent me a note and you totally changed that trigger for me. So instead of seeing the Cirque Highway as this trigger of you know old feelings, it became, Isla's Cross became the keeper of safety. And mm-hmm. the fact that she was able to translate that for you too, I know we kind of did our healing together because this truly is, this event, it changed us both so here you are this is where we're gonna get into how did this change your life we came out the other side your kids are okay you had sustained injury what did it do for you as far as how you move forward
1: um I think I was still a little bit in shock I think your body goes through after a major injury you know I remember there was a couple days after where I'm just laying on the couch. I couldn't lay down. I had to be propped up because of my injuries. And it wasn't till the Monday where I, after the accident, I went to get my checkup with my primary care. And she's like, okay, so, you know, do you know the extent of your injury? And of course I'm like, well, I know this is broken. She told me I had two broken ribs, major road rash, um, scarring. And then she said, well, the C7, which you fractured. And I remember like all of a sudden just coming with emotion. And she's like, that's, you know, you're fractions away from the dead man's thing. And that could have resulted in you currently not being present. And so that, I just started to cry. Like I, it impacted me more realizing, yeah. holy yeah. this, this isn't something like something severely, stop me in my tracks to go, I need to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. And so I took that knowing how close I was and how I felt in that darkness being protected that then led me to do that note to you because I kept hearing contact Jeannie, contact Jeannie, please contact Jeannie. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know, and it took me, you know, I wrote and I, you know, reread it and just said, just say with the heart what you want to say. And so then we interwoked again. So how it changed me was, you know, how precious time can be, how in a blink of an eye, I could have made a decision in that darkness going, do I stay or do I go? What is my journey? What is my purpose? You know, this is something where I'm a type A. Mm-hmm. I want to help everybody. I want to control situations. And through this, I learned the only thing I can control is how I respond to things around
0: Oh, I love that. You mm-hmm. know, so many times in near-death experiences, I'm sure you've heard where, you know, they say, someone says, and and, I'm, and I think all this can happen. I think mm-hmm. they say, it's not your time, go back. But in that case, I think you referenced to me when we were talking offline, that you recognized that was a choice you were making. You heard the mm-hmm. get the kids, but that you felt it was your free will going, wait a minute. You know, no one was telling you to go back. You were like, I'm going back. There is something left to do, you know, no stone unturned. Right. So I love that. Right. So what did this teach you about yourself? That I'm stronger
1: than I think I am or that I thought I was. Um, It taught me to react in a different way. To situations that I'm a part of, but not necessarily can control, but yet in a positive way, is, you know, don't continue fighting a battle and going upstream when your answers
0: are downstream. Oh, we love downstream. You
1: know? Right. Um, it's, you know, and I think it's a challenge for everyone that feels this, you know, this calling, this feeling of, you know, purpose to stay on track and stay on court. So there's certain reminders that come your way.
0: are whispers oh it's so funny you say that just got a new book it's called um when god winks hold on (laughs) a girlfriend just gave this to me i'm getting ready to do a whole series when god winks and Mm -hmm. i just love that you said that you know coincidences and and it i think of god just going I gotcha. I just love your awareness to that too. How did it change your kids, Tanya? Have your do your kids have any memory? Did you know what what happened in their life after this accident? Here it is, so many years later.
1: You know, my daughter, for being two and a half, remembers it. Remembers how many times we flipped over. And for two and a half, that tells me the extent of the impact she had from this. Yes. Um, my son definitely remembers it. He was seven at the time, and 10 years later, he comes to me out of the blue, had never mentioned the fire department, was afraid of fire when he was younger, yeah. and all of a sudden he sat down and he needed parental permission to join the volunteer fire department, who actually responded to our accident and remembers the, okay, we were prepared, for, you know, dead on arrival, then we see this family, and, I kind of went in mother protective mode of like where's this coming from why do you want to do it and with his maturity he said i want to help people
0: in their darkest moment
1: said okay done
0: there you go isn't that beautiful oh i Mm -hmm. just love that Mm -hmm. i love that so what um what would you like to share with others? Like you kind of just said, too, you know, that we in the moment to be present, to be more mm-hmm. mindful. I think you said, too, we were talking about how it really impacts the way in which you mother, the way in which mm-hmm. you, in your relationship with your husband, and the way in which you work with your coworkers, which are mm-hmm. dynamic at all of them. Um, what would you want to share with others as a point of inspiration?
1: I would say there's a lesson behind every experience you go through. And when I mention whispers is I think we're, if we're open or we're semi-open or we're still closed, you hear a whisper, but if you have the time to acknowledge it is the difference. You don't acknowledge it the first time, it comes around again a little bit louder. I think this accident was my kaboom to be like, hold on. So I think every lesson, every whisper, there's a lesson behind it, but you might not know about it at the time it happens. So you have to acknowledge, okay, I don't understand why this situation, what I just witnessed, you know, you don't understand it. So marinate on it, acknowledge it, marinate, and then eventually it will come around to be like, now that makes sense.
0: I love that you said that. And you're talking about having the time and not having the time. Time is all we have, right? You Mm -hmm. know, so taking and making that time is just beautiful. So that sounds like your inspirational message, too. So I won't ask you that question again. (laughs) But is there anything? um, Well, there's one thing I want to say before we kind of wrap up and go into our beautiful rapid fire We were talking in the beginning about this soul contract and the weaving and just Mm -hmm. noting, you know, how do you know those people in your life? They keep showing up and up and up. And here we are. We're in two different states now, but still very closely connected. You and I met when I was working at the Grand Union. You started working at the Grand Union and then I bought a home and you lived next to me. And then, you know, (laughs) then we then I went to the bank and then you were delivering cancer daffodils to my branch and we were doing business together and so here we are still to this day interwoven and i just want to acknowledge that that friend in you and and not i mean Mm -hmm. it's like god keeps bringing us together right so Mm -hmm. this cirque highway was another way in which we're infused and just for the people who are listening whether through the podcast or through the youtube channel that Take a moment, right? As we said, look around at those people who are showing up in your life time and time again. Acknowledge them, thank them, appreciate them because all we have is this beautiful moment, right? So I I just want to make sure that gets in this video. And I am so thankful that you're part of my journey and that you helped me. I still have the book you gave me after my daughter's passing. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that little picture frame you gave me You can Mm -hmm. hardly make out her face in my closet right now because it's faded. It's been so long. Um, It's still very precious to me. So I want you to know that. So have I missed anything before we wrap up? Beautiful, Tanya. We're
1: good. I want to stress the fact of, you know, never giving up on yourself, never giving up on the signs you're receiving. Don't question it. Just acknowledge it. It's like when you hear, well, maybe I should take that left turn and not go right. And I think all of us have been there where we're like, I should have gone left, I should have listened. It's just those simple things that are the whispers to change your life in one direction, change it in another. Might be a more difficult road, might be a more easier road. You just never know. And to really set, you know, that acceptance with yourself that it's okay to listen to what is you know trying to get through to you and i think a lot of things are hard to do in this world because we're so busy yeah you just have to make the time
0: we have to talk about how you and i have done so much beautiful deep work together um, and I'll just let the audience know that Tanya is claircognitive, and this is just, we talked jokingly about this yesterday. <laughs> um, everybody gets their information different ways, right? So I've, t- I've said on many videos, you know, I see, I hear, I feel, so no question here, all this information is coming in. You actually get your information from a very advanced space, and I call it the knowing and you were saying how, what a challenge that is because you'll be, you know, you'll get this sense, you might not hear go right, but you'll know go right, you'll go left actually, because you know, for whatever reason, you chose not to trust that gut and it's always the wrong decision, right? So you said that one of the things you wanted to make sure that got out was that the people who know or when that information comes in, and I know I'm repeating it, but saying it hopefully in a different way, to trust that. And here's Mm -hmm. a bigger step to say thank you, universe. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing you. I acknowledge you. I'm following my gut or my hearing or my seeing and feeling. So that's such an important point to to our message today. So, hey, I think that means that we are absolutely ready for our rapid fire. And remember, these questions can't be long and hard. They're just quick answers as we move on. So thank you for your time today. I'm curious, is there one either book or um spiritual teacher that you follow that truly was that opening that door to you in your spirituality which what would you recommend for people
1: i would say it was definitely books ask your guys by sonia chaket and many Lives, many masters by brian white
0: both in my library thank you i love those (laughs) um the world needs what in order what does the world need in order to be changed
1: I think The world needs more compassion and respect for humanity. We all feel, we all
0: breathe, we all bleed. We're all human. Oh, I love that. We all come here, you know, certain life lessons show up time and time and time again in our life. What do you feel your PhD course has been while you're here in a physical body? What's your life lesson in life?
1: I would say that I can't control things around me, just my reactions, and to guide, support others with balance in my life. So I'm there for
0: them. A great teacher. You are. I love that. Um, What do you love about yourself? I love my
1: perseverance through difficult times that I never want to give up. I want to find answers. I want to find solutions, whether they be my own or others.
0: Hey, don't forget compassion. You are the most compassionate person (laughs) I know out there. And then one of the last questions I'll wrap up today. What are you doing when you're absolutely experiencing joy?
1: Family would be number one, helping others, and then just getting creative in the kitchen where it's almost meditative for me. And then time alone.
0: 'Cause I recharge so I can help others. I love that. And I love watching your news feed on Facebook, by the way, with all those <laughs> yummy things that you cook in that beautiful kitchen of yours. So keep posting because I can't eat any of it. I <laughs> might as well enjoy the view. So hey, listen, Tanya, I really appreciate your time today. And whether you've watched this on YouTube or listen to this on the Intuitive Mindset Podcast. I truly appreciate the audience today listening. And if you have a spiritual story worth sharing, it's not too late to reach out to me. So thank you to all the people who are listening and watching. But for you, Tanya, thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing our connection, for continuing to do the work with each other as we go in and out of each other's lives. I love you.
1: (laughs) I love you too, Jeannie. Thank you.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to this beautiful podcast. If you'd like to see this podcast in full-blown HD color, head on over to my YouTube channel and look for me under Jeannie Lynch. Thanks again for being part of my community and join me on my platforms. Love and light. Namaste.